Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good evening, world. Welcome to Trust the Tape, episode 4.18.19. That's April 18th, 2019. I said good evening because this is the first time that we've ever not recorded in the morning. You won't know that on a podcast because you'll just click it whenever you click it. But we did, in fact, record this in the evening or afternoon. What is 4.40? Dane Brugler's here at DP Brugler on Twitter. The Beast is out. Go to The Athletic. Go to at DP Brugler on Twitter and get The Beast. The greatest guide in the history of uh, NFL draft work is out from Dane Brugler. And we have a special guest this week. The great Brian brought us at Brian brought us on Twitter from DallasCowboys.com. You guys do the draft show together for Mm. Cowboys.com, which sometimes I sneak into. But Brian here for Trust the Tape is a special treat, which means we are going Trust the Tape with no plan, which I believe is the greatest way to do a podcast. We have no plan. I tweeted out for questions. If we get any, we'll do them. If not, we'll just fight about players. So welcome, Brian, and thanks. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I think I was on this last year at one time, and so, yeah, it's nice to make a, a, a reappearance. It might have been about the same time. I think we were doing that. You're a real once-a-year yeah, kind yeah, of guy. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a seasonal guy. Yeah, I'm a real, seasonal draft guy. Real once-a-year guy. Yeah. Dane, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it feels good. The beast is out. Uh, the feedback so far has been tremendous. Uh, I'd like to hear from all of you about uh, you know, your thoughts. And so just make sure you have your athletic subscription and you get that as a perk. Um, and for those that don't know, Brian is the experienced one in the room. He's been in war rooms. He's actually run war rooms. He drafted pro bowlers. Will exactly. We talk about it. He's wearing a Super Bowl ring right now. So uh, it brings a lot of insight to uh, uh, the podcast, more than more than usual. Well, I can honestly say, though, and I said this on the show today, and I appreciate the nice words there, Dane. I would I would scout with either one of you guys. And I said this about Dane you know, earlier that, you know, I was on a championship staff with guys like John Dorsey, John Snyder, Reggie McKenzie, you know, Sean Herrock, guys like that, and, you know, uh, Scott McLuhan. And I, I promise you, you two guys, uh, you know, the five years I've been scouting with you, uh, could be a part of that group with the knowledge and and uh, that you've had the eye that you have. So it is. Uh, it, this is not a. Uh, this is not labor for me. This is all. This is a lot of fun because you guys have got uh, some really good eyes, and I appreciate your hard work for that. I just think it's great that you've never found a hobby that you like. Because <laughs> yeah. Brian just watches tape all day, like well, literally all day and all night. Well, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's funny because again, like, well, Dane will come in after we do a show, and Dane has got so many guys that he's already scouted. And then he'll throw on that guy, even like, okay, what school are we watching today? Alderson Broaddus College? Okay. And sure enough, here's a school with my last name on it, and we're watching players from there. And, you know, we've got it down now to where we have um, mascot uh, kind of scouting. And you we always also, watch Corso. And we always watch yes. Corso, and we, Corso. And we also do Bounce House. So yes. if you've got a Bounce House, 
there's a good shot that we'll uh, we'll put you up around on the grades. I love that Dane shows up in like it's like January eighth, and we're like, all right, boys, yeah. let's get started. And he's yeah. like, all right, I got four hundred fifty guys done, but yeah. I'm trying to get to thirteen hundred. There's this, year. this kid from Lindenwood. <laughs> yeah. I really want you to see. You know, it's like I, I remember that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there trying to watch Montez sweat, and like here's Dane. He's watching some fourth corner that Lindenwood. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, while we are watching Kyler Murray. He is watching Emike Agbula, yeah. and that's just kind of the way it goes. Yep. All right, well, I wanted to do – I saw Gil Brandt the other day. I believe he said he had like 15 first-round picks this year. And yeah. to me, that number sounded low, and I didn't see which guys it was, but I thought that would be a fun game. We have three people in the room who all have their own individual boards. How many first-round players are in this draft? Dane Brugler, I'm taking away your cheater grades. If it's a one-two, it's not a one. So, well, How okay, many that's tough first because rounders. I have twenty-one just straight first, uh, not including because the way I do my just break up my grades first, and then one twos, twos, two threes, and so on. But just plain ones, flat out ones. I have twenty-one. Brian, how many do you have? Twenty-five. And I have, because I have two cheater ones here too, so I'm going to consider them ones though. So one, two, three, four, Who seven, are your cheater ones? eight. Dwayne Haskins and Noah Fant. Okay. Those are my cheater ones. The one twos. I would have never guessed Fant. Hmm. I would have thought Fant would have been just a straight one for you. He's a he's a one two for me too. Really? Oh Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. I like I like Hawkinson feels really, really, really safe. Right. Fant, it's like, man, I'd love that upside and I think he's gonna be good, but not to the level of the other guys who I have in one. Do we all have Hawkinson like in the top eight? Yep. Six for me. Right around there. Yeah, I think yeah. he, yeah, he's number, I got Hawkerson at number five on my board. It feels like Quinn and uh, uh, Nelson from last year, like the value of the yeah. position's not necessarily there. But, but you'd know he's going to be good. Yeah, you could just, uh, you, you could take him, you could take, t- take him top five and justify it. You know, it's, the position value is a different discussion, but just a clean player that you feel good about. Yeah, I've got fan, I'm looking at him right now at 23. So if I have 25 names, maybe he would fall into that one-two category. But I think I think he's a straight one. I, I really, really do. Oh, I, have, I love the player. I have 18. Looks like I'm the pickiest guy. You yeah. and Gil Brandt. You and Gil. The same. Yeah, yeah, it's me and Gil. Well, All right, let me ask you guys this. I don't real quick. have a linebacker in the first. Well, that's what, what? I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a wide receiver. 10. Yeah, I don't have a wide receiver. I don't either. And I don't have a safety. I don't either. Am I? Yeah. Not, so not with a straight one. Not with a straight one. I like the offensive line and the defensive line in the first well, and that's round. The, the tw- when the draft actually happens, the top 20 picks is going to be probably 80 to 90% defensive line, offensive line, and quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, we might probably, the, the first corner, maybe off the board, say 20, like the Steelers around that range. Byron Murphy? It, maybe. Greedy, if they Greedy, go on the upside. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the safety, probably don't see a safety in the top 25. And wide receiver, uh, maybe DK Metcalf or Hollywood goes uh, maybe you know 15 to the Redskins or one of those teams, but good bet we don't see a receiver in the top 20 either. Let's play another game. Give me your top 10 wide receivers because I bet they're all different. Like I bet we'll see a lot of the names the same, but I bet everybody has at least one or two different, and I bet the order is different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that's the, to quote Bill Parcells that we got them stacked in there like club sandwiches. I think I watched forty of them. I tried to watch, <laughs> I tried to watch every draftable player that Dane had in the Beast is what I did, mm. and so that that in itself is an exercise. But yeah, if I go first, I'll I'll go with uh, I got Medkef, then I've got Harmon, 
Then I've got I've got it. I'm going down through my list here of top 100s, boys. So kind Harmon of too. That, that immediately sticks out. Yeah, I mean you don't, you're not a big fan of Harmon. Harmon's not in my top 10. No, I I do like Harmon. He's well, he's six for me. I they're so closely rated that I mean he's six, but he's still you know pretty highly rated for me. Yeah. Um. No, I mean I I, I love the the gumption there having yeah. him that high because there's I, there's a lot to hang your hat on. Then I went with Paris Campbell, okay. and then I went with uh, Riley Ridley right there. And then I went with Marquise Brown. That would be Hollywood Brown. How about just top five, Jeff? I'm there you go. Of, That'll is, go. Is that a go? I, I mean, looking, trying to work your way through the list. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't warn you. Yeah, you it's didn't warn fault. me about my top ten. You. Because I just went off my top 100 is what I did right there. So Mine are DK Metcalf, and I'm debating moving him. We still have a week to go. I can move a guy if I want to. Technically. Hollywood Brown. AJ Brown, who I think is, to me, the safest. I agree. Yeah, Dane said that today. He beat me up pretty bad on our show. We debated this pretty we good. Did, yeah, we did because I had him. I had him way I, too low. I initially had him low after my first time I watched him. Yeah, and then going back and you keep watching, you keep watching. It's like, well, if he's going to have really sure hands, be a solid route runner, and but you were, slide through tackles and run through tackles. But all you the worried time, about that's the speed, good. the speed and the quickness though. There a little bit. I, See, that's I, what it just I tried, feels I tried very to be, safe to have I tried, a full-size yeah. guy no, no, with great you, hands, you and Dane are right on breaking that. tackles. I went back after the show, and I, I'm thinking, and then because uh, David Hellman caught it on our show today, and he's like, boy, there's like a 40-spot disparity between the two players. And I went back and like, how could I be that far off, you know, a player? Now, we're off about the Florida State uh, defense, pass I mean, the pass yeah. rusher. Ryan Burns. Burns. I mean, we, we've got a big disparity there. And I think a lot of it has just because of me visually, wow, I look at the player. But with Brown, I, I went back and read my notes, and I'm like, man, that was a, just a horse, you know what, argument on my part. I think Dane, I think you and Dane have probably got him more right than what I have him as right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has like a, a Juju Smith-Schuster type yeah, of Yeah, that impact. was a comparison. Yeah. You know, like just a Maybe I plot. learned from Juju because I didn't love him. No, well, that's what we were talking about. Speed. 60, 66 overall player, 60 whatever player overall. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, but I, I, you know, going back and looking at things, you guys are probably going to be more right about him than me. Well, when they, AJ Brown, he's three inches shorter than DK Metcalf, right? But he's only two pounds lighter. I mean, he's well strapped together. So, like what you were saying about creating after the catch and breaking tackles, that's definitely a big part of his game. Debo Samuel is my fourth receiver. And now here's where I'm going to get myself in trouble because I'm going to have him higher than anybody. And if he makes it, I'm a genius. And if he doesn't, you'll all forget that I said this. Toledo. Toledo is my number five. Johnson. Deontay Johnson and yeah. Toledo is my Cody, number five. Cody Thompson. Uh, sir? John V. Johnson? Uh, sir. Oh, I'm sorry, which Toledo receiver? They've got a ton of them. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, oh, okay. sir, is my fifth receiver. I think the creative route runners are a lot of fun to watch, and I think if you can separate, you can separate, and I think he can do it. Riley Ridley is my sixth. Nikhil Harry, seven. Paris Campbell, eight. Isabella, nine. Nicole Hardman, ten. Okay. Dan. I think we all agree. I left Akeem Butler at number 11, which could make me look bad, could make me look good. He, he's the player that a lot of folks are asking about. Yeah. You know, because of the size. But I, I mean, I, I, he's... He and he ran not, a good 40. I think yeah, he would not be go, my, oh. I did mm-hmm. not have him in my top 100. I know you did, Love it. Dane. Yeah. No, I, I, I did, but yeah. he's a late two, early three for me. Okay. So, uh, for me... Top five, top ten. See, I did DK Metcalf one, which so we all agree on that, right? Right. I mean, I, would we any of us draft him in the top twenty five picks? I have him on my board at twenty six right now. He's twenty seven for me. Yeah. Would you draft him top twenty five, Jeff? 
Man, I feel like there's 10 or 15 guys that I would say, generally speaking, no. In this particular draft, if the right 24 are gone, yes. Okay. See, this is where, too, I look at my my, my top 25, and I and I look, you know, Rocky Sin. I keep asking about him, and you know, and then Mac Wilson is another one. I think I'm just I, I think I'm too high on Mac Wilson. Uh, you, you both of you guys are high. I on love him, Mac so Wilson. You, you guys are gonna gang up on me when we get to him. Yeah, yeah, but you're gonna be right because we all we the all Alabama take linebacker. In, we all take in so much information about the draft. Yeah, and I feel like we're we would be standing on an island by ourselves with everyone else who covers the draft out here. Like, no, not Mac Wilson. Yeah, it's like I don't okay. And maybe I just overvalue the physical part of linebacker, I'll, and we shouldn't. I'll tell you a because guy because that's not the most important part anymore. I'll tell you a guy that Dane has a lot higher than me in the, on that top twenty-five of my names is Christian Wilkins, the defensive mm. tackle from Clemson. Top I mean, ten player, top for ten me. player yeah. for him. You know, and I and I look at I look at him more in that range uh, where I had him at sixteen. So you know, I mean, I I know it's eight spots away. It's not a huge drop. Did but you top, a, top 10's pretty stiff for him. I, did you have a one on him, Jeff? Yes, and he would be, if I were stacking them up like vertically, he would be towards the end of the ones, so probably okay. in the late teens, yeah, somewhere around there. Actually, and here's the part about I have access to watching them play. I don't have access to, Brian, you have 5 yeah. million people in the NFL that yeah. you talk to. Dane, you talk to right. a ton of people in the NFL. That might I be have, the best way to scout. Mm. Well, so I have Jerry Tillery on my board ahead of Christian Wilkins, but all I'm going off of is tape. The things that I hear about him, I don't know. So would I actually pick him there? Probably not, because I would know about it. That's the hard part for, you know, us on the outside looking in, because, you know, like, like Brian, I noticed in your top 100, you have a few guys that I think talent-wise are deserving, but... There's there's all that other stuff that we're just trying to piece together. Right. Like I don't think you can just ignore it. You know, like I don't think you can do this by and say, well, he's got medical, but we won't count the medical. He's got the yeah. character, but yeah. we won't count the. I mean, you have to take all your information and there's no question and incorporate yeah. it. But yeah. it makes it tough for all of us on the outside looking in to really understand the full scope of what's going on with the player. Um, but with Christian Wilkins, you know, I, I see a well, he plays hard. He does, and he's a motor. Uh, he finds a way to get to the backfield. He's he'll get washed a few times against the run, but I think his uh he's so flexible for a, a guy that size, three hundred fifteen pounds, uh, unanimous All American, won the academic Heisman. So you know, intelligence isn't a question. High character guy. I just think in a top ten, if you're looking for a high floor type of guy, I think he's it. Can I can I ask a question? I think you got the guy nailed. But can I ask a question about? The tackles, the offensive tackles. Okay. <laughs> These but, are fun. See, that's what I'm saying. With, with Jonah Williams, who I absolutely love, but I, why why do I love Andre Dillard more? I mean, not, like, not, 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 not like three or – I mean, maybe three or four spots more. But Andre Dillard, I got him as my as my best tackle in this, in this he, he's He has the best feet of any offensive tackle in this class. I think when you see that, when you see a guy that pass protects and it looks so easy – Yeah. You go, oh, wow, in a passing league, that looks really good. Like, I have him as my first tackle right now, but I keep going back and forth with him and Jonah Williams. And then for me, Cody Ford is the third one. But and the Raiders would love to have had Andre Dillard on that board when they picked last oh, year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I instead just, of Colton Miller? Yeah, instead of Col- Colton Miller, yeah. It all looks so effortless. Another Pac 12 guy. The thing with, uh, and I love Andre Dillard too. He's a top 10 player in this draft for me. I think number nine on my board. I, I He has a lot of snaps uh, in, you know, taking pass sets, but. In that offense where, you know, just snap, load, and throw in that Mike Leach quick strike offense, I don't know if he was 
routinely tested by speed on a consistent basis. And I worry about his anchor a little bit. Uh, we saw that at the Senior Bowl, where you know, yeah, sometimes no, when, when he wasn't able to sink his hips and uh, you know gain immediate leverage and you know dig his cleats into the ground, blockers, especially you know speed to power rushers, could get underneath them and move them a little bit. So, yeah. and and the other interesting thing with Andre Dillard is, uh, you know, one thing that I love about the Pac-12 is they have the uh, they call it the uh, Morris Trophy, which Pac-12 is only for the Pac-12. The offensive linemen vote on the best defensive linemen in the conference every year and vice versa. So this year, the Caleb McGarry, the defensive lineman in the Pac-12, voted Caleb McGarry as the best tackle oh, wow. in wow. the Pac-12. Mm. So I thought that was really interesting yeah. over Andre Dillard. Probably a bunch of haters. Hey, I, Well, Washington can make it to the Rose Bowl. You know, I'll tell you what, I, but you know, it's funny, Dan, you were talking about Dillard and what happened at the Senior Bowl. And then I close my eyes and I see that guy that uh, I see uh, our guy Farrell running over the top of uh, Jonah. Jonah, yeah, at the in that national championship game. So maybe you catch guys at the right time, but you're right about the snap and catch and throw and all that. But man, he's I mean, you never have to wash this guy's uniform. Neither one of these guys. I mean, they're never on the ground. Mm-hmm. I love offensive linemen. They're never on the ground. You're and you're absolutely right about Jonah in that national title game. I mean, that was that kind. of, If you want to watch, if you want to watch. You know, Farrell, well, yeah, you want to say, exactly. hey, throw in a good tape. Well, watch him against Alabama. You're like, whoa, yeah. he's taking this top 10 offensive tackle to task here right And now. that's what you want from uh, you know a, a first-round player is to yeah. show up when the lights are the brightest and do it against an NFL-quality player. And so I, with Jonah Williams, there's no question, he will struggle at times versus length. Yeah, And Cleveland no, Farrell showed that. Because Cleveland Farrell is not a quick-twitch, you know, Vaughn Miller type of rusher. Absolutely. That's not, you yeah. know, he's, not, he's so different than Brian Burns in that right. respect. But he understands how to use his hands breakdown rushers, a lot of what he does is with his mind, and we saw that firsthand in the title game. Why do I feel like I got 12 centers in the first round on my board? Hmm. I only have one with two knocking on the doorstep. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not far off from having this three is, there. This is, this is a fun thing if you're a team, that, and it's a hard position to find. Hmm. If you're a team out there that needs a center, you have to feel good about your chances here, don't you? Oh yeah, although at least yeah. three of them, right? You I, feel I have, really good three, about three of them. I feel good right. about four. I had four, four of them. I had four in top, top yeah. one hundred. Yeah, yeah, me too. Give I me think, the fourth one. The Penn four, State. Okay, yeah. McGovern. State, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Top hundred. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm thinking like there's three well, that could go top fifty. Broadus has McGovern a lot higher than I do. Yeah. Uh, wait, top. It was top 40, 50. Yeah, 40. I have him at 40, at 44. Dang. So it, wh- where's McGovern on your list of centers? Is he two, three? He's uh, he's three. Okay. In see, front I, of a and Yeah. No, I like, the A&M, I like the A&M kid a oh, lot. Oh, so in front of Jenkins. Yeah, in front of Jenkins. Oh, yeah. you haters. No, no, no. no. Bunch I mean, of haters. I've got Jenkins three. He's my second. Okay. In front of A&M man, and then McGovern. I'll tell you that, McCoy, though, at A&M. My gosh. Pretty good game against Bama. Holy! I mean, it, that's the best thing that you could say about McCoy is you, you can throw on that playing in space, but you can throw on Alabama against Quinn Williams. You can throw on Clemson against Dexter Williams and Christian Wilkins. Yeah. You can throw on Mississippi State against uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons, so yeah. You, you can see how McCoy holds up versus the best of the best. And I think so, there was times where quickness would get him or power would get him, but you don't see him make mental mistakes. No, like he's not a very at all. just. You know, pro ready center. He's got some guard experience. That versatility is why he has a good chance of landing in round one. All right. I have a first question from a human on the internet. Here we go. Dylan on Twitter. He says, separate the fourth round running backs. And for him, he puts in parentheses, 
Justice Hill, Travion Williams, Devin Singletary, etc. cetera. Uh, I only have one of those guys as a fourth-round running back. But the crop of running backs outside of, I guess, who's above that group? Josh Jacobs. Damian Harris. Damian Harris. For David me, Miles Montgomery. Sanders is second. Yeah, Miles that, Sanders, Miles is, Sanders in that group. is the top. Yeah, I think the third three. round is really the sweet spot. Now, oh, I, no kidding. I, I think that's where we're going to see Miles Sanders and David Montgomery and Daryl Henderson, uh, maybe Devin Singletary. I, Singletary and one of them at least will run for twelve or 1,300 yards because they'll see, go to a team yeah. that can throw it, that blocks okay, and then you'll see we that all, a good running back can run. You know, maybe this is bad on our part, but we all, you know, maybe the trust the tape should have been on Singletary. And then all of a sudden the workout just went really south. And then it, now it's it's hard for him. Maybe he's the one guy when he's drafted – that he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. I hope so, because yeah, because I, I felt was... like that he was going to be one of the top running backs, sure. in the draft. You know that he was going to be the guy that was up there with Jacobs. You know, like oh, you watch the kid from Forward Atlantic play. I mean, yeah, yeah, and then you, but you, and then then all of a sudden, just a terrible workout. Well, you know, I, the speed, the the shuttles, everything about the workout was just bad. I talked to a scout that was at the FAU pro day, and he he was going to redo everything. Right, his first forty pulled up left hamstring. Yeah, so nothing. He did nothing at his pro day because of that, and a, so he has you know, to stay on all those exactly times. a bummer. And that's going to follow. That. That's going to follow him throughout. But mm-hmm. he's going to end up going, and, and he's going. Someone's going to draft him, and he's going to play well. I just hopefully that the tape is just too good. But he's a guy that started out, Jeff. And they really high, and then all of a sudden now it's like you don't even talk with him. It's like my, in my ideal scenario, Dane and I and Dave Hellman did this today. I had I had uh, Travion Williams as my ideal guy at ninety. He was oh, my, I like that. I he was my he was my if you could give me right, if the if you if I could walk out feeling good about the Cowboys draft. I know this is a podcast that goes all around the world, right? But if you're a Cowboy fan and you you feel good about you know hell if you're anybody's fan if you yeah. got to feel good about if your if your hall is getting at Washington safety and Travion Williams, I think you have to feel pretty good about your first two picks. I think that's why I, I don't think I would want to be the team that's snapping up a running back in like the early second round. When I'm looking at what stretch. I might be able to get in the late third or early fourth. Yeah. And right. I, I don't know. I, I've been trying to cram on the running backs yesterday. I watched a bunch of guys and the Notre Dame running back. I think in the NFL, you plug him in, mm-hmm. and if you can block, and if your team can pass, you're going to run the ball well, and he's going to be fine. Yeah. Same thing with Damian Harris or Travion Williams or... I think Reichel Armstead from Temple's in that group, too. Yeah, yeah, maybe the Appalachian State kid. See, or, I like more a lot, and Dane was... We were talking about today. I, I've I got, got him in late four. See, that's where... I'm, I'm kind of... I got him in the third round myself. See, and that, I, I love that, because I... I thought I was going to be the highest. On yeah, Jalen Moore. I have, Moore. A, I have a number eighty nine on my board. That's my great. No, I love that because yeah, he's t- he. I have an early fourth round grade on him, and you know, part of that is the fact that he broke his ankle in October. Yeah, really hasn't been able to do anything. He had a, a partial workout at his pro day, but no forty anything like that. Well, I tell you what, though, the kid's he's fun. Good, kid's good on the blitz he, pickup and he's stuff so like that. Yeah, and yeah. and you can see him against. Penn State, you know, you can see him against some better competition, and uh, I, there's a lot to like about Jalen Moore. Not a lot of receiving production, but I, I think that's something that, and that's something where it hurts him because he doesn't have the chance at a pro day to show that he can catch the ball out of the backfield on a consistent basis. And that's that's something I heard 
great things about. Um, I, I was talking to a scout the other day at the Memphis Pro Day. He said Daryl Henderson caught the ball extremely well. Yeah, Pollard caught Pollard the ball catch extremely the ball. Yeah, well. Absolutely uh, during the workout. So and it's did Jalen Moore, Moore, we don't get that. Did Moore get an All Star game? Because I thought in the Penn State game, yeah, he looked he, comfortable catching it. I don't, you know, it's not right. the same as hey, let me throw it to you a hundred times and see what it looks like. But in a game against Penn State, it looked like he was pretty darn comfortable. Right, and, and Jim Nagy, um, executive director of the Senior Bowl, his first invite was actually Jalen Moore. Um, unfortunately, because of the ankle couldn't take he, it, he couldn't do it. Yeah. But he was actually the first invitation to uh, the Senior Bowl this year. All right, let's see what else we got from the peoples on the internet. Robert on the tweeter says Marvell Tell is a safety option in later rounds. That's the USC kid. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, not bad. I don't hate the tape. Not hate. I the actually tape. have him a corner in my mind. Okay, because of the kind of the build and the length and. Right, I, I just think he looks like that bigger corner, and he tested like one. He's six two, one ninety eight, so not ideal for a safety. But you know, he he just looks like that. But I tell you what, he was hitting people. It seemed like every time the, the ball was in front of him, he was coming and driving on the ball. So he and, was and missing it, some tackles. Oh, I remember missing, early, yeah, yeah. early in the tape we're yeah. watching, because the first thing I saw, I pulled his name off of some list. Mm-hmm. Probably but, Dane's list. But they're, well, when I go to Dane's list, I get it right. But yeah. I go to other lists yeah. sometimes and pull yeah. out players that can't play, and it's embarrassing for the yeah. people who write them. But one of the things that that list had said was, like, not physical. And then yeah. we're watching him, like, the hell he's not. not yeah, he was... But, Finishing tackles, he did fall off of some, so yeah. maybe that is kind of cornerish. Yeah, I, I like the kid myself, though. I, I think somebody in day three, absolutely. And, and Dane, you said you got him as a corner. Is that yeah the I, movement I mean, I, skills and stuff like well, that? Well, we, yeah, we talk about you know Joe Juan Williams and Isaiah Johnson and Lonnie oh, Johnson yeah, and no, all these long guys, big yeah. long yeah. corners. I think Marvell Tella fits that. He's six two, one ninety eight, with thirty three and an eighth inch arms. He ran a four five nine, which is obviously not great for a cornerback, but you look at his other numbers, and he had one of the best three cones this entire process. 6'6", 42 inches in the vert. Uh, it's short shuttle. Yeah, short shuttle's 401, tremendous. So, I, actually, Iman Marshall was a corner for USC. I project him better at safety, and Marvell Tell... Uh, his safety at USC, I project him better at corner. So you're so. saying their coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing? Yeah, Dang. basically. Speaking of long <laughs> corners, though, yeah. tell me about the, Val- the Valdosta kid. Love him. He's one of my favorites. That's uh, that's the kid, uh, Denmark. Steven Denmark. Steven Denmark. Yes. Because somebody asked me on Twitter today about Steven Denmark. I love the tape. You and I sat down and watched the tape mm-hmm. of the kid play. Former Converted wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yeah, yeah he uh, yeah. played wide receivers first four years at Valdosta State. Tur- uh, the Going into his senior year, him and the coaches decided to go over to corner. And I tell you what, he looks like a natural out there. Uh, yeah. Big, long, obviously. Uh, six, two and a half, 220 pounds, 33 and a half inch arms. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, the, the 40s average, four, four, six. Nobody runs away from him that but place. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, he, had, yeah. he had the best 10 yard split, yeah. I think. Him and DK Metcalf had the best 10 yard splits, um, I think, of this whole process at one, four, eight. So uh, you don't like the seven, four, oh, three cone. That's a little rough, but straight line, 43 and a half inch vert. Uh, and he was productive. 12 passes defended, yep. three interceptions this past year. But, you know, Division two level. If I need a developmental corner in the fifth round, uh, Steven Denmark's, uh, he's got a target on keep his it, back. Keep an eye on that guy. There's a lot. There. Seriously, he, Dane nails well, just guys. go to the athletic and read the draft no, guide. He's, I, he's got 50 right. million players No, no, ranked. absolutely. With and, where they went to elementary school and, and who beat them. And there, no question. No question about that. And, and, but, yeah, he, he's got this... The tape was really good, and like you see, you're sitting there watching Valdosta play, and you're going, "Okay, he is just so much better. If he, even if he makes a mistake, he can recover." 
You know, but that's part of learning, and I, I, I totally agree with what Dane's saying about him. Okay, the next question. I cannot read this guy's Twitter handle or the display name because they're both wildly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Are y'all willing to ride with Sean Bunting, the cornerback from Central Michigan? Correct. Sometimes I get my directions wrong. You get those directional Michigan schools wrong? Are y'all willing to ride with Sean Bunting over Isaiah Johnson, the Houston corner, or Jawan Williams, the Vanderbilt corner? Bunting's my highest out of those three. I see. That's pretty easy for me. Yeah, yeah. Bunting, is, Bunting is the guy. Where's there. Bunting on your overall? Because if I had a list, I bet he would be in my top 35. Yeah, well, okay, there he is. 29 he's 35 for, for mine and 29 for Dane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I, he's he's that cover and clobber corner. Cl- oh, I love that. that that's exactly <laughs> what he does he, he's he's over six foot 195 pounds that cover and clobber corner that you're looking for he, he uh not only did he test well but it shows on film like there are Sticky. times he's running better routes than oh, the yeah. receiver yeah. and he's not afraid to disrupt the timing and the chemistry and like, he was a former wide receiver who gray shirted like this guy came out of nowhere right his his best offer out of high school was Saginaw Valley State and at the last moment Central Michigan had a coaching change and Central Michigan came in and said, we'll honor a uh, scholarship if you're able to gray shirt. And so he did, and he really emerged as What's past a gray year. shirt? Basically, you're... Come hang out, and yeah, eventually we'll put, find you a scholarship. Yeah, they can't put you exactly. on scholarship, but we'll figure out a way to get you a scholarship when you cover exactly. people real stickily. Uh, <laughs> he's good. He's the first person that I've ever written about while watching a corner that I legitimately think he's offended if you get off the line of scrimmage. <laughs> like they say, set hut, and he's like, you don't get to move. We're going well, out of bounds, lot, he, or yeah. we're staying right here. I'll tell you what, he he's one of those guys that knows how to use the sideline. I love corners that know how to use the sidelines. Where they'll just okay, you run they'll around, put you in the third row, and then all of a sudden you're you're standing next to the cheerleaders <laughs> yeah. as, as he's just driven you out of bounds. Favorite injured running back between Rodney Anderson versus Bryce Love. That's, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a, isn't it? That's a, is that somebody we can read? We give credit to No, it's the same guy. Oh, Incredibly inappropriate well, thank you for handle. Listening there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're... T, T's McGee and uh, yeah. the other part <laughs> I can't read at all. Uh, okay. that's, that's good because you have to factor in the injuries. and like I think we feel better about Bryce Love. Rodney's had, what, three season-ending injuries? Yeah. And, like, and I'd really like to have him on my team. Yeah. That's ACL a lot against of getting... UCLA, right? Well, yeah, one was a knee, one yeah. was a neck. Neck. And then the first one, I don't remember what it was. So It was another season-ender. And Bryce Love was strictly a, an ACL. So, you it's know. It's Cal, last game, yeah. But right. Rodney's full size. Full size, Look good, good runner. catching it. Catch it. He can, he's pretty catching the ball. Bry, I, Bryce Love, to me... I mean, he just looks good in that Stanford uniform. When they wear all white, he looked a lot they come better. off the ball, and all of a sudden he, they're blocking, and he's like knifing through and taking it to the outside. Yeah, and, that was a year ago. Yeah, yeah I remember but that. No, but remember, we watching, <laughs> which, remember when you watched Christian McCaffrey in the Stanford uniform? A little uniform? different, yes. Yeah, they, oh, well, no, I'm just saying that, that when they come behind that line, that big old line, they're playing on grass. Six tight ends. Yeah, the six tight ends. Get one running guys, downhill. Yeah, a, a tackle's wearing a tight end number. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. 13 runs of 50-plus yards yeah. last year. Yeah. In 2017. Now, like, that's, that's, a, that's a PUP guy, I think. Am I right about that, Dane? Kind of a PUP miss the At first best. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you hope you could get him for the you know, last month and a half of the season. Yeah. That's Bryce? Yeah. Is that enough to put Rodney Anderson in front of him? I'm taking Bryce. That's tough. I'm taking Rodney. That's Break the really tie, tough. Dane. Oh, st- we're on the clock. We haven't. Okay, Boomer Sooner. What about it, Brian? You got something you want to say? Okay, say I, it. All right. You, you got something? You at least uh, admitted it. I, I I probably have to go Bryce just because I feel better about the injury. This and must be Longhorn fans. <laughs> I mean, Rodney Anderson hasn't been able to work out, and it's just neck. I mean, 
three season-ending injuries. And the other one was a broken leg. So, Jalen Smith's leg fell off, and he came back. And I'm not he, saying he Rodney Anderson won't. KT but horse leg working he's got on the that. Horse leg. I really hope Rodney Anderson, because watching him last year as part of, uh, I mean, Baker Mayfield, he owes some of that you know, no number one overall pick money to Rodney Anderson. No he held too. things in that offense. Uh, but, you know, with Rodney Anderson, man, he you just hope that he's able to stay healthy and stay on the football field, because if he does, he's... Say he was fully healthy. Jay Ajayi? Second best corner or running back in this draft? Maybe? Probably. Behind Jacobs? Probably. That's probably where I would have him. Yeah, I was going to say it depends on the workout, but I tell you what, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Running back, I don't give half a damn how your workout goes. I I agree, especially for the 40-yard dash. It's the one position you can actually plug young kids in and they go play. Yeah. And there's no no setback. And it's more instinctual to finish and balance than it is, hey, here's my shuttle time. Yeah, vision and setting up up the blocks in front of you and maximizing space and all that, so there's no question. I I would have to lean Bryce Love between the two just because I feel better about the injuries and... Uh, I, I, hopefully they, we both see him, or we Give see them both love, in the Jeff. NFL. You guys have always hated Oklahoma. How do you sort out L.J. Wait, Collier? Whoa, 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 whoa! Always hated Oklahoma. Yeah, you guys have always just been way down on Oklahoma. I had to watch. Honest. I had to watch all these offensive linemen for Oklahoma. <laughs> you got sick I see of why watching Ky- them this year. I, I got to see why Kyler Murray you won the, the quarterback, Heisman. Three yeah. Oh my god! Linemen. And all his wide receivers. Uh, how do you sort out L.J. Collier at TCU? Uh-huh. Anthony Nelson is Iowa. That's very good. And Zach Allen, Boston College. Put them in order. Let's uh, just for fun. Let's add Jalen Ferguson to the list too. And so Jalen Ferguson. Okay, so let me look at mine. I'm going down my edges. It looks like mine goes. I actually have those four wow. back to back to back. They are really really close. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I tried to get Dane on that one today because somebody's we seen our about, boards. We were talking about. We were talking about. Somebody asked a question on on Twitter on the twenty about. How do you, how do you, if it's a productive big school player, or no, a traits big school, both players have traits, <laughs> but the Division II player has better production. Is that Max Crosby? Well, I kind of use the Max Crosby. I asked Dane about Nelson because he had them both pretty close, you yeah. know, on, on his top 100. Throw Crosby in too. Let's just yeah. have a big party. That's, that's tough because it depends on what kind of pass rusher you're looking for. If you miss out on Brian Burns, you can take Max Crosby two rounds later. You like Brian Burns yeah. a lot. We need um, to get, we need to get to him at some point here after this. Okay, question. well let's put Dane, these in order real quick because I'll just read you my Dane order. Just likes to beat up on, about Brian Burns. <laughs> this guy basically just named all the guys that I have in order. Uh, but mine goes Collier, yes, Max Crosby, Anthony mm. Nelson, Zach Allen, then Jalen Ferguson. Okay, I've got Collier, Ferguson, Nelson, Allen, yeah, then I, Crosby. I have Allen. I have, uh, let's see, I got... But all of this is somewhere between the mid-end of the second and into the middle of the third? Yeah. Exactly. All That's exactly guys. where I have them, yeah. 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 So they're all pretty close together. Yeah. Um, so Brian Burns. Um, I like him, but I would re- I like him because the NFL game is about affecting the quarterback and protecting right. yours, and he affects the quarterback. I would totally admit to everyone in the room, like, hey, we're about to spend a top 15 pick, and if they snap the ball and run at him, we're screwed. Everybody good with that? Great. Let's go. So he's number 11 on my board. And for Brian, he's 42. 42. So there's a big discrepancy there. And I, I get absolutely why Brian has him a little bit lower because... A little th- bit, a lot lower. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I'm a whole round... I'm no, a, I'm yeah, a whole you round are. Yeah, 30 picks. And yeah. Brian, you watch him against Max Sharping, against Northern Illinois. And when Max Sharping was able to get his hands on him, yeah. which happened a lot, he locked him down. So there's no question that you do worry about the power. There's no power move with Brian Burns. Yeah. But his speed, that first step, his ability to bend, like I'm going to bet on those traits. And the fact that he was at 249 at the combine 
and still worked out like a just a demon. I that gives me optimism, and I'm gonna bet on those traits translating. Boy, but I, I understand why you have pause. No, no, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I got polite over him. Uh, hey, on tape, I think that I, makes yeah, perfect sense. I don't, yeah, I don't think you're wrong based on tape. If you're going to give me a small, capture the edge guy. Well, Polite's not small anymore. He well, I meant, looks small. I mean, <laughs> if you're talking about guys, yeah, yeah. He's, he's eating his way up in the, the food chain here. Yeah, he got but, bigger. But, I mean, if you're talking about guys you think are small or you think, you know, he, Polite can't play it that way. I mean, he's going to have to get. He can play at the one he's at now. He just couldn't play at the new athleticism that he's yeah. lost. And yeah. he's been. As a freshman, he was a defensive tackle. Yeah, like he, well, was, like, was, yeah he was like was 270 pounds. pounds yeah. His his tape is the most confused I've ever been in my life because yeah. I saw his combine first and I was like, oh, okay, we got a little fat, unathletic guy. And then you turn on the oh, tape no, well, and you're you like, no, 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 I have an incredibly in shape, unstoppable pass rusher. Yeah. Like yeah. those aren't the same person. No, now. It's funny because I before the combine when I would I listed my top pass rushers uh, on the athletic and I did profiles under. To try polite, I listed. There are some character concerns there, and I got so much. Uh, you know, no, you're not. You're never wrong about that. Who trains for the combine with Twinkies and Ho Hos? Well, and that's the thing is, I got I a lot do. of kickbacks saying my hey, room? he has never been arrested. There's no criminal background. Sure. The coaches and teammates love him, and I just look. This is what scouts are telling me. There's some character stuff here, and it's really it's maturity. It's is he ready to be a professional? Is he going to take this seriously? Basically, can he reach his potential? Because his potential is a double digit sack guy in the NFL. But can he, is he devoted to that? Is he going to reach that? That's the big question mark. And okay, where would you feel comfortable drafting Jachai Polite? If you're a general manager and where, where, at what point in the draft would you feel comfortable calling his name? 58. We did this one time. 58. We did this on the draft show. Come on. I did. 58. 58. That's it. You wouldn't take him any earlier than that? Oh, no, no. I, I was saying for me. Oh, oh, you're just talking about. Yeah, if uh, you're just. Okay, how podcasts early? around the world. We're talking about all the teams. Right. Yeah. Um, I got him at 40. Okay, I so 40. I think a team in the mid to late second round, especially if you already had a first round pick that you feel good about. So I the think, 50s. I got him at the top of the second. I think you could you could take a chance in the forties or fifties. Yeah, I got him at the top of the second. And I think in the seventies or eighties, you'd be getting to the point where I can't say no. Right at that point, I'm like, guys, there's way too much talent here to not. And okay. if we miss, we miss. But he's if number we 30, hit, We got a top fifteen. He's player. thirty-eight on my board, so you know I'm with you. Right around pick forty, I, I think that's where you. You possibly take the chance, but some of those interviews, I mean, yeah, I, train wreck. I mean, those yeah. are the adjectives. Those are the words that were being used. Adjectives? Yeah, yeah train wreck's not an adjective, yeah. I don't think. How many first-round graded quarterbacks do you guys have? Not two. that are going to go there, but graded there. Two. two. Haskins two. and Murray. How many second I'm flipping. I'm flipping on that. I, I, I you, have Haskins. You put Haskins ahead of Murray? No, no. I put Murray I ahead of Haskins. Oh, you I have Haskins. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Hey, I, I told you he doesn't like Oklahoma. You, oh, watch, you, he you never accused has. me of not liking Oklahoma. Well, no, but you came around. No, you yeah. watch Oklahoma. Look, I like Kyler Murray, <laughs> and I think he will translate. But, man, watching that offense, it's just tough because – I mean, who's the best pass rusher he faced in, in the Big 12 this year? There's nobody ever got to him. Because uh, we, yes. we watched we, we watch him the other Charles Amenahu? Amenahu? Yeah. Uh, Bryce Hager, maybe? Yeah. Like, LJ Collier? Uh, how about Quinn and Williams? You know, and it, there was a wake-up call for him against Alabama. Yeah. Uh, that first half was rough. Now, to his credit, he came back well, did a nice job in the second half. But just when you watch him, he had five seconds, six seconds There's, to throw in the pocket. We watched that. He's not lying, Jeff. He, we watched the best that offensive night. line in college football. We watched that kid play the other night, and it was like, my God, is he going to get hit here yet? Yeah, but and, he can sling it. No, can, and I, man, I, I, no, no, he it. can stand when right things, hash and throw it all the way outside left uh, left sideline. No when question. things speed up, I think he will be able to adjust, but it's just... There's there's a gap there and look and it's not necessarily about him it's more about 
I'm just a believer in Haskins. I, I believe in the arm, and I believe in above the neck. Can I ask offers. a question to Dane about about uh, the most accurate of the top quarterbacks? Who was the most accurate? He doesn't want to hear my answer. I mean, I'm, I, I'm curious about this. I, I would probably go with Haskins. Um, I think when he's not accurate, it's a direct product of his lower body being tied up. But when he's clean and he's, his mechanics are sound, I think he's the most accurate quarterback. Now, I think Kyler Murray is very accurate. No, no, of, of, of all the core. I mean, okay. I mean, you can include all. I mean, like I think Greer. It's a, and, I think it's and, a three-man race, and Will Greer is the third one. See, I, I think that to me, and we were watching Will Greer, and I went back and watched him a second time. I think Will Greer is really accurate. I, now, he, I don't think he's got a strong arm. Yeah. I don't think he has arm talent at all. And his decision making is, yeah, is he, all he, over yeah. the place. But I, I, he might have the best. He might be the his most ball accurate placement deep, is really deep ball yes, thrower. Yes. I, deep yes, ball, I agree. Yes. I, he, he has a really nice. See, that, watch the Texas tape. Yeah. That deep ball is pretty. He did it at the combine, too. Didn't he lock? He put three. Or was that lock? They put three in a row. Might have been lock. Yeah. Lock is kind of wild. Lock is Jones like, is yeah. kind of wild. They're all kind of wild. Yeah, they are. And it's, I have all three of those guys in the second round, so I may be higher on Greer than some. But if I'm you have team, Jones higher than the other two, then I actually I, would go Jones Greer lock. So I'm a crazy yeah. person, and I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm comfortable with it. But I got them all in the second round. I mean, if you Greer's, Greer's a little tough because when he's in we're rhythm, we're gonna have to block for him. What we're gonna have to block for him? Yeah, when Greer's in rhythm, he's deadly. But he just he has to find that rhythm, and sometimes it takes and him a while. I, I don't think of all the guys. I don't. I think he has the least arm talent. Oh, he's but got he, the, but, yeah, yeah. But he throws guys, such he's a catchable a ball. Yeah, he throws yeah. A, I mean, and and the guy with the the worst footwork is got to be Locke. Yeah, it's, it's Drew Locke is all over the place. And then the guy that takes the beating is my grad from Duke. Yeah. He takes a beating. I in thought these the games. Clemson tape, where his stats aren't any good, right. he got the, smoked. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was good tape. Yeah, you, yeah, like you, he's out there making good decisions, right. reading a defense that he doesn't have time yeah, to read, but he's getting, but he's getting hit through every, it. Yeah. He's making the right reads and throws. You, you box score scout, and you said this guy's this guy's horrible. Yeah, but exactly. no, yeah, you watch the tape, and he's doing all he can. I assumed he was going to be my fifth quarterback, if that, because mm-hmm. of the box scores. Right, but watching him play, I was like, holy crap, I'm putting him third. Uh, no, I, I I certainly understand why someone would, is going to draft him in the first round. Now, above some of these other quarterbacks, that's where yeah. I have a problem. But I understand why some are going to consider him in the first. He is the one quarterback that you can actually see him play under center. Yeah. You can watch those games. But they don't He's even got, do that in the NFL anymore. Well, but I'm just saying, though, if one if of those teams that likes yeah. to sneak your quarterback underneath there and try and do some things to help your running game a little bit. The thing with Daniel Jones, and this is why he's going to be a first-round pick, is the other guys have some kind of fatal flaw that you really worry about. Daniel Jones isn't great in any category, but he just doesn't have that fatal flaw that you really worry about. I mean, you know, with Haskins, you worry about the lower body mechanics. Yeah. Can he navigate Oof. pressure? Uh, Do you worry about the offense he's coming from at all? I just got... Which watching, one, Haskins? Yeah, watching sure. so many two-yard drags. It's like, man... It's, Paris, Paris Campbell where yeah. you yeah, the, Paris Campbell with 90 catches this year. The primary read, it seems like, on every pass play is a two-yard drag route. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it, there worse than Ole Miss's offense. <laughs> How many routes does the Ole Miss receivers really DK run? DK Metcalf runs three from the left. So you can count them on one hand. runs three from the right. Yeah. And then A.J. Brown will do some different stuff from the slot. Yeah. That's Ole Miss. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, exactly. though. We're sitting here like we're putting them on the line right now talking about these guys. And, yeah. you know. And they get in the league and they can't they can't get off of, you know. And that's why I think people expecting D.K. Metcalf to be Julio Jones or, you know, all these comps that are thrown out there. I think they're going to be pretty disappointed when 
DK Metcalf struggles a little bit to get started. I think he'll well, be okay. Well, just let him do what he did at Ole Miss. If all well, he can run is slants yeah. and stops and screens and flies, we'll be okay. It'll be a little tougher against uh, you know NFL caliber corners, but still with that size, with this freaky athleticism, I, you know that's why he's my number one receiver. But man, there's he's a projection, and uh, you know, sure. I think we need to treat him as uh, as such. Any chance that the tight end from San Diego State wearing? Is the third tight end off the board? He's my fourth one. Sure, yeah. I, I, think I mean, over 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 Irv Smith, yeah, over, I, over Irv Smith. After we get past the two Iowas, nothing would surprise me at the tight end. Oh, I'm glad to hear you say that. Sternberger or Warring? If it weren't Sternberger or Warring, well, I guess some people are saying Dawson, Dawson Knox. Knox. Sternberger, by the way. Like eleven other teams. I'll did take you. Sternberger. Uh, I won't take Knox at fifty-eight. Could look stupid for saying that, but <laughs> I wouldn't. Not. What, I just, what, I just what's your biggest problem with Knox? That I just don't know. Zero touchdown catches. Yeah, like yeah. 16 catches this past year. So he's the guy that plays in the SEC and has no production, but right. you're going to take a water polo goalie over him. Water polo. You talking about Nana? No, 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 no. Oh, Warring. Warring is a oh, water Warring's polo. a baller. I've seen him catch the ball. I've seen him score. I've seen him do things that football players do. Knox is just a good athlete that was on the field with these other what guys. What if they take Knox at 58? Knox even said it at the combine when they were asking him, like, uh, you know, what was it, about having the, all those other weapons? Right. And yeah. Does that really free you up? He's like... Not as much as I wish. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't do anything. Well, and that's where you have to ask yourself, okay, the coaches just have no idea what they're doing, or is Knox just not, you know, he's a good athlete, but it just doesn't translate into football production. Who Did you, you who, somebody compared him to the, the Kittle, the tight end from Iowa. No, Hawkinson's Kittle. Get up. Yeah. Hawkinson's Kittle. Who compared him? Or to, uh, No, no, somebody, somebody was saying that they, Knox? Felt, that they felt like Knox was, was oh, Kittle. Oh, Kittle didn't have a lot of production Kittle in Kittle had college. no production yeah. in Iowa. I, and, then, and then all of a sudden, he's like, in the, he's a bad mismatch player. Well, and that's why you draft traits and you figure out, okay, why didn't he have the production? With Kittle, it was a lot of a lot of injuries. He was dinged up a lot. That, that was a big part of it. With Knox, it's they just they preferred to use the receiver, and for better or for worse, it is what it is. I mean, it was a very predictable offense, and you know that showed in the final record. But and I I don't know. I, I'm a believer in Knox. I, I, I take a chance on him somewhere in the top. Top 80 picks. Nobody likes my guy Pratt, by the way, from North Carolina State. What? Linebacker. He's a top five linebacker. Yeah, that's that's liking him. No, he, ask, tell him, ask him where he's got him at. He said he's top five uh-huh. linebacker. That where puts him in the 71? third round at latest. 71. Okay, early third round. What's wrong with that? I where do you what, have him? That's a contributor that might be a starter one day. Oh, I, I've got him much better than that. You know me and my love for Pratt. 38. 38, nice. Hey, yeah. love it. Where Do you have my, my Hawaii linebacker? I have your, your Hawaii linebackers right there with him. Okay, I, think awesome. we need to talk I love about, the Hawaii linebacker. We by need the way. to talk about my linebacker because his name Which is Taki Taki. Taki Taki. That's my guy, Taki Taki. Okay. You made me watch Taki Taki the other night. I got him in the fourth. Ooh, okay. I, don't, I, I like, like Taki Taki because of his name and <laughs> he can play. Do, do, do you like to think that because he finishes, right? Big oh, he's, he's tough. Taki Taki's out here to thump you and then work his way through to the ball. How about covering yeah, He fell people. off some tackles, yeah. <laughs> but, but he, yeah. he made some. He might be a concussion guy. He, he, he traps Taki. himself inside sometimes. He likes a little to steal, too sneaky, but... He likes to steal uh, athletic equipment and get himself kicked out of school. Oh, Taki Taki got in trouble? Yeah, he got in trouble. Oh, no. He got kicked out of school. That that honor code is not round. for everybody. Fifth round. Honor code where you drop him around? I do that, well, depending on the offense. See, I generally saying, drop people around for criminal activity. You watch the tape and all of a sudden it's like... All right, Jeff, who do you got? Your, who are your best available? <laughs> I got Talkie Talkie, and then Dane fires in the, yeah, he stole from his well, teammates. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he was actually, he had a 
the campus job as a as a janitor, and oh, he kind of stole some athletic equipment. Read the okay, beast. Read the where, beast. But <laughs> what did he do with the equipment? Was it for underprivileged schools? Do we know? Yeah, no, it was more like an eBay thing, or you know, like no, a resale. No. What did he do with the money? At least he didn't was sell it his for book? underprivileged kids. Did he sell I, his I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> All right, but well. I mean, he does. He he credits his wife as uh, the person who straightened him out. He's a good, good yeah, exactly. getaway driver. <laughs> yeah, so Brian, that is an irresponsible. Responsible accusation. Yeah. We've already gone too long. That's the end of Trust the Tape. So, Brian, thank you. I hey, appreciate the guys. A lot of fun. At Brian brought us on Twitter. Do this Check him out on yeah. DallasCowboys.com. Let's do it next week. <laughs> and listen to these guys on The Draft Show. Get appreciate that wherever that you get your podcasts. Dane Brugler at DP Brugler. Get the, and beast. the Beast is out on The Athletic. It is the best draft guide in the world. No question. Uh, tied, of course, with the Star Magazine no, that Brian he's, did. He's got his beat big time. And then I'll admit that. Tied with my Facebook page <laughs> where I put out stuff sometimes. Uh, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh and you have trusted the tape and we will talk to you next week. The draft is next week. Yeah. We'll sneak one in, I bet. We got draft week next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll sneak we have in to a one. mock and all that next yeah. week and it'll be great. We'll see you next week on Trust the Tape. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t